Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo, and I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. You can find all of my reviews in written form, over 3,600 of them, at the website, Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. The End of the Tour is the film I'm going to be talking about today. It is a drama that is based on a true story, or at least true events. It's an R-rated film for its language and includes some sexual references. It runs one hour and 46 minutes. The stars are primarily Jesse Eisenberg and Jason Segel, but it also features supporting roles for Joan Cusack, Mamie Gummer, who's the daughter of Meryl Streep, Mickey Sumner, who is the daughter of Sting, Anna Chlumsky and Ron Livingston. The director is James Ponsult, who made a splash with his previous film, The Spectacular Now, which I actually uh, enjoyed very much. And the screenplay is by Donald Margulies, which is based on the book, Although, of course, You End Up Becoming Yourself, by David Lipsky, who is portrayed in this film by Jesse Eisenberg. The end of the tour follows five days that are shared between acclaimed author, David Foster Wallace, and Rolling Stone writer David Lipsky, as the latter man is interviewing the former in the final days of his book tour for his smash critical and surprise commercial success, Infinite Jest, back in 1996. This film draws much of its material from that uh, 2010 book by David Lipsky. That book would garner some acclaim, and it features transcripts of the actual interview material with Wallace. Interestingly enough, the Rolling Stone article that is the main basis for this meeting between Lipsky and Wallace would never be written, as it turns out, because Lipsky was called upon shortly after the interview to cover something else, and then by the time he got back around to writing the article, it was too late to really publish it, so they just scrapped it. And that's one of the many ironies in the film. After a prologue featuring Lipsky hearing the news of David Foster Wallace's suicide in 2008, we flash back to 1996 for most of the duration as Lipsky travels to Wallace's home, which is on the outskirts of Bloomington, Illinois. And they are there. He's going to be there for a few days before they both head out to the final stop on that book tour in Minneapolis. Lipsky tries to pick Wallace's brain without being too pushy, but the the reserved author is very tight-lipped about many things, especially ones that are too personal in nature that have to do with either his family or his close friends, and that leads to a good deal of testiness on Wallace's part especially, but after a while Lipsky begins to get annoyed as well. There are some voids that exist in the story. Lipsky begins to think that perhaps Wallace is trying to shape his image for the purpose of the interview and not be really forthcoming about who he really is and what he believes. And that leads to some pushback from Lipsky and forces the reporter to put together some insights uh, based on what's not said and also on things like what Wallace keeps around his house. James Ponselt is the director, as I mentioned, and uh, he is directing this Donald Margulies adaptation of Pinsky's memoir, and it's mostly cold from a this series of day-long conversations that happen between the two men, so that makes it a talky film, but it is absorbing as a character study of two very smart writers, 
who compare and contrast and compete with each other constantly throughout these few days with each other. They try to size themselves up against each other in understated ways and sometimes some very obvious ways as well. The subjects that they discuss, both philosophical and banal, you know, some of those banal things include activities such as sing-alongs in the car to Alanis Morissette and a screening of the very dumb action flick Broken Arrow uh, featuring uh, John Travolta and Christian Slater, uh, and how all of these things relate to both of their views on life and relationships and their addictions and depression and loneliness and the onset of Wallace's celebrity status and whether the experience of sudden success will alter David Foster Wallace's particular talent and if that alteration of his uh, his trajectory will be for the better or for the worse in the long run. The interview is difficult for Lipsky because he not only envies Wallace because of the success that Lipsky has always dreamed about having as a writer, but Lipsky also comes to find Wallace quite sympathetic and sometimes shockingly honest when he allows himself to let his natural guard down. Lipsky's editor at Rolling Stone wants him to press Wallace like a journalist and stop trying to be his friend, but... Clearly, Lipsky is affected by the experience of being in Wallace's presence, especially because the author represents all of the things that he's trying to become career-wise, and it opens up perspectives in his own life on how he should lead it through the words of an author that he looks up to. Wallace seems to come across as a normal guy, you know, with a lot of character quirks, of course, though Lipsky thinks that the humble persona that Wallace is portraying through the interviews is not is is a bit disingenuous and he really uh uh th- thinks that Wallace knows that he is more gifted than most of his, gen- his generation and he presses him on whether or not he actually does think he's smarter than everyone else both of these advers- adversarial men let their guards down of course from time to time and that leads to tension between those two egos they both deny having. And when they get called out on those egos, they recoil back to, into their positions of being journalist and interviewee instead of the casual peers that they seem to naturally want to become. Ponselt gets some solid performances by these lead actors, and both are giving finely nuanced portrayals of their intended subjects. For two authors, it's perhaps ironic that most of the character touches come through what's unsaid, read mostly in the facial expressions or in the body language of the two uh, writers, joined at the hip for a few days, and getting an interview that is greeted by the subject with the same kind of reticence that one might give to a tedious series of medical examinations. Jesse Eisenberg has given terrific jitter-filled performances in the past, so it's not really a surprise for him to do so again in this film, even though he's quite good at it. But Jason Siegel, primarily known for his goofy characters and bromances and raunchy comedies, he's really mesmerizing as the fascinating Wallace in a finessed, idiosyncratic portrayal that's ostensibly genial on the surface, but 
Wallace seems perpetually peaked underneath, sometimes to the point of petulance. The end of the tour isn't trying to be a be-all, end-all biography of the enigmatic author, so much as to try to give us a snapshot of the deeply talented, yet deeply lonely and insecure David Foster Wallace at the pinnacle of, of his, uh, his great success and adulation. By zooming in to Foster during this period to capture a brief few moments of his life, it allows us to examine with more rich detail than it would have been if it were a broad sweep of Wallace's life. And we get a few nuggets of wisdom, some inspiration, and some cautionary advice along the way. Even with this closer look, the end of the tour still remains a thoughtful and complex work, saying so much thematically, and yet there's this feeling that there could be so much more said if only there were more time for further exploration of this very riveting author and uh, the life that uh, unfortunately was snuffed out short by his suicide in 2008. I'm going to be giving this film three and a half stars. I think it's a it's a very good film. So if you are interested in the subject matter, if you like, uh, not obviously if you like David Foster Wallace, you probably will be um, interested enough to see this film. If you're a, a, a writer or you like the following the lives of writers, um, definitely there's some inspiration here. And um, or if you just like really good movies that are, uh, you know. Th- not necessarily, you know, these explosive action movies. You just want to see two very fascinating people and intelligent people and how they relate to each other and how they learn from each other in ways that are very unexpected. I think that this is a very good film to seek out. The end of the tour is the title. I hope you enjoyed the review. And if you like this review and you want to hear more of my reviews, I highly encourage you to click the subscribe button and you'll continue to get these reviews on somewhat of a daily basis, uh, depending on how much time I have. If you uh, like the show, I also encourage you to leave me a review on iTunes. It helps me out a great deal. You can find all of my contact information at my website, including my Twitter and my Facebook page at quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. And another reason to click the subscribe button, my next review will be on the smash hit success, another biopic of sorts, Straight out of Compton about NWA's formation and their rise to success. So um, I'll be doing that on the next podcast. So click that subscribe button and you'll get that downloaded into your podcast player of choice. Until next time, please enjoy your time at the movies. And if you do go see the end of the tour, I hope that you, that you enjoy it every bit as much as I did. Bye, everyone. Bye.